The following program was paid for by the Bianchi Law Group, LLC. The views and opinions expressed in this program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of WMTR. As always, it is advisable to consult a professional before making a major decision. Robert A. Bianchi Esquire and David J. Bruno Esquire are New Jersey Supreme Court Certified Criminal Trial Attorneys of the Bianchi Law Group, LLC, handling criminal defense, domestic violence, and municipal court cases with a team of former prosecutors who fight the government when they charge their clients with crimes. 8 Campus Drive, Suite 105, Parsippany, New Jersey, 07054, 862-210-8570. So you've come here for the truth. Well, we've got the truth and nothing but the truth. Two of New Jersey's well-known former prosecutors bring you real-life encounters and candid conversations from thought-provoking guests ranging from all walks of life. Here you will find how today's thought leaders in their industries faced immense challenges and adversities with captivating stories ending in personal triumph and ultimate success. Come here for the truth and to know your most important rights, the right to live a fulfilled life, and your right to be your own success. Here are your hosts, Robert A. Bianchi and David J. Bruno. Welcome to WMTR Radio's Nothing But The Truth with your host Bob Bianchi and Dave Bruno. Dave is on location at the studio. I unfortunately am suffering from a bout of COVID, so I am home in quarantine. But that is not going to stop us because this show is about mindset and resiliency every Saturday at 10.30 a.m. Podcast dropping the next Wednesday. But Dave, I know we have a good friend of yours that I've only recently met but so impressed Brian Rand has just done some amazing things. Why don't you introduce him? Because you're the one who actually turned him on to, to us and, and now our audience. It's going to hear an awesome story about resiliency and how to succeed. Dave? Yeah, first and foremost, Bob, you know, get well soon, please. Um, nothing stops us here at Nothing But The Truth. It could be a car accident that I was in earlier. I went off the car, the car accident scene onto the seat with Connor Green and then Bob Bianchi coming to you from his house and studio at his house uh, with COVID-19. So get well soon, Bob. We need you back here. Uh, very fortunate to have Brian Ran. Uh, Brian is otherwise known as the Unicorn. And he's been helping scale companies through live events for the last 20 years. With over $20 million in event sales and the founder of Event Sales Agency, Brian has come to be the go-to person in the space to monetize and sell events, live events all over the world. Brian started out by building an online marketing firm, retaining over 120 small business clients, but then built and sold a co-working space with over 400 members. He's worked for some of the largest names in sales and training, including Dale Carnegie and Grant Cardone, before pursuing his own dream and founding event sales agency just six months ago. His mission is to help millions of young men learn how to change the trajectory of their lives by turning street skills into sales skills. And I've had the privilege to meet Brian down in Florida, one of my in-person events with my coaching program. And Brian, it's been a pleasure to get to know you over the last couple months. And your story is amazing. Welcome to Nothing But The Truth on WMTR on Saturdays at 1030. Hey, man, it's great to be here. I really appreciate you guys having me. And uh, Bob, pleasure meeting you officially. David has had so many awesome things to say about you. And 
everything that you guys have built together as well. Um, incredibly impressed. I think, you know, I've worked with dozens of attorneys in my years and I feel like you guys are probably some of the most advanced as far as your marketing, your press, your ability to know how to get attention, use that attention to get clientele, bring them in the top of the funnel, convert into clients, and most of all, help your clients win. So props to you guys on everything you built. I'm super excited to be here. And uh, yeah, let's hop in. Yeah, let's so go. Brian, I mean, uh, you know, it's, let's, let's go where you just, where you just took it. Um, you know, we had our epiphany when, you know, we're certified criminal trial lawyers. That's what we do. We're really good in the courtroom. I'm a second generation lawyer. I've grown up reading transcripts since I was like seven years old, as old as I can remember. Um, but you know what? It, what, what? I think there's a mistake in the law and across the board in many different professions is the idea that you're also not a business and, and not willing to do the things that make the business thrive. I've said this on the radio show. I'm sure our, our audience and, and many are tired of hearing it, but the epiphany moment for me was when uh, the, the, somebody said, you know, you guys are great. You're awesome. You're incredible at what you do. You get amazing results, but there's no honor. There's no honor in people that don't have eyeballs on your law firm. So they just turn the page and go to maybe a subpar lawyer. So if your business isn't right, you can, you help less people. And that really, that really resonated with me. And so we kind of took like the neg negative aspects of where we were from what we were listening to and turned them into positives. What I love about your story is that for lack of a better expression, we all have them. And this show is about the truth of your story, the resiliency of your life is that when you first started your journey, and I'd like you to talk about this because I think it's so impressive, uh, it was kind of at the nudging and behest of the federal government. Talk to us about that. <laughs> yeah. I always like to say, uh, you know, the federal government showed up and encouraged me to find a, uh, a new way of life. Um, so, yeah, I grew up, uh, I appreciate that. I, I grew up in um, South Dakota, and, you know, there's not a whole lot to do out there. And coming from not so great uh, financial resources, I learned from a very young age on how to support myself. And I did that by, uh, you know, selling drugs is, uh, is what I did. So that's, uh, it started out nothing basic. It grew into something more. And what ended up happening, I actually got set up. Uh, See, so you guys know that whole process, right? You guys have played both sides and uh, set up by my roommate at the time. Um, and you know, it, it, ironically at the, at the time there was a lot of emotion with feeling like someone, you know, lied and ruined your life forever. However, I, you know, I came two years later through the work of some men in my life, uh, to thank him for changing my life and giving me a, you know, a better opportunity in life and, um, ended up staying out of prison, used a suspended imposition and, the, you know, the judge actually, I was supposed to be kicked out of school. They set me up on school grounds. Uh, and uh, the judge actually went back, vowed for me two years later, got me back into college. I ended up uh, graduating with a degree in graphic art and web design. Uh, funny, funny side story. I actually, I chose where I'd go to school because, you know, I was selling drugs, but I was like, oh, I, you know, if you don't go to college, you're a loser. That was kind of my mindset. So I thought, why not go to school for graphic art? I'll just get stoned and draw pictures all day. So uh, little did I know God's humor and the fact that I would end up getting sober. I would then uh, graduate with a graphic design degree, start a marketing company with those skills, even though I never had intended to go down that path. 
and uh, ended up starting a marketing firm that raised millions of dollars for different nonprofits and eventually got me into that nonprofit world as well uh, to turn around and help kids. So it's really just kind of the process, but yeah, the federal government played a big role in helping me get there. Yeah, before Dave goes uh, to the next question, I, I, I want to round that out a little bit. First of all, I love the story about where in the judicial system, and despite the fact that we were prosecutors, we used to be able to use the judicial system to take people who were very valuable, had a lot of skills, that, and use it to kind of a stick and carrot to say, go in the right direction. You did that. And, and unfortunately, we don't see that enough in the criminal justice system. But as defense lawyers, we try to talk about the ability and value of doing it. It wasn't just that you got out of it and became successful. If I understand, you also kind of went into ministry a little bit and then started dedicating yourself towards helping young people who were in compromised uh, incarceration situations to rot, lift them up. Can you talk to Alyssa a little bit about that to us? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think you're absolutely right. And, you know, the men who saved my life at that time, they told me, and it's the same message I try and share with the youth that I get a chance to work with now, is like, they said, look, you're a really talented person. You've just been using those talents for the wrong reasons. Right. And they said, we can teach you how to use them for the right, you know, in a way. And if, if you have a change of heart and use those for the right reasons, uh, you know, there's a lot you can do. And I think especially in your guys' world, the criminal defense world, and I, I couldn't agree with you more, Bob, that I think, you know, I own a sales agency now. I have 14 full-time sales reps. I believe the best sales reps on the planet are probably sitting a few way, you know, a few blocks away in Miami detention center. However, they just haven't had that change of heart, right? They haven't had that ability to see that the skills that got them locked up can be some of those valuable skills uh, to salespeople, especially uh, in today's marketplace. And everybody's looking for new employees. You know, everyone, there's a, a work shortage, as they say. Um, however, there's some tremendous humans that have had a um, some bad luck and I think a quick change of heart and a opportunity to work with them to show them how they could take those skills and use that to help people uh, could bring a lot of change. And so that's kind of a big part of the, the mission behind what I learned in my young 20s. I'll tell you one of the coolest projects I ever worked on. I was in Los Angeles and we worked with this group, this house, and we ended up doing this thing where like we, we taught them how we were teaching them how they could take their street skills and apply those into, uh, you know, take the street skills, learn a, you know, learn a, a trade, if you will. So learn, take the street communication skills, learn a trade and make six figures a year off of that. Right. So we actually brought in these, uh, producers, some friends of mine were producers in LA and they, uh, we went and we worked with the kids and we let, a, let them film this short film. And then we put the whole short film together and then we played it for them. We had like a red carpet. We brought some actresses out and we played the credits. And I'll never forget, like at the end, the whole film was cool. But at the end, for these kids who are incarcerated to see their name on the screen is like produced by, actor by, like they all started crying, you know, and it was such an emotional change for them. But nobody had ever given them that opportunity, that, that chance to see what was possible. And, uh, I just, I think there's a lot of unused talent out there and just want to take my life story and, you know, growing up in a home like that, the background I have, the experiences I have with getting arrested, being incarcerated and what that's allowed me to not do in the marketplace. Uh, I just think there's a lot more of those stories to be had. Wow. Amazing. Yeah, absolutely. And look right now, um, your agency is 
in-person sales, high ticket items. But before we get to your company now, let's talk about those two experiences that you had with the highest end, maybe best known in the marketing field, Dan Carnegie and Grant Cardone. Tell us about what the takeaways were for with working with those two mentors. Yeah, so the Dale Carnegie organization, I mean, it's been around for 115 years. They, well, no, 105, seven, because it's 1915 is when he originally wrote How to Win Friends and Influence People. Uh, greatest business book ever, tremendous book, book changed my life. And I think what I learned from Dale Carnegie was how to ask questions, how to listen. And he, he taught me this super simple. And if you're, if you're watching this, I encourage you to write this down. It's super simple. It's just, it's a question-based model, right? It's just as is, should be, barrier, payout. So as is, what's your life like now? Should be, what would you like your life to be like? Barrier, what's keeping you from getting there? Payout, what would that mean to you financially if we could solve that problem? That's the sales pitch I use 99% of my time. Doesn't matter what the product or service is. What's your life like now? What would you like it to be like? What's keeping you from getting there? If we could get, if we could solve that problem for you, what would that mean to you? And that was Dale Carnegie's sales process. Super simple. I liked that. Uh, there's a million of them out there, but his ability to communicate, remember names, ask simple questions, and most of all, listen, uh, was the biggest thing I learned from my time in the Dale Carnegie organization. Uh, forever grateful for that. Awesome. From the unicorn, Brian Rand, the unicorn, talking about lessons learned from Dan Dale Carnegie. Listen, we got to take the break. Uh, we'll be back on the other side of break, back with Brian Rand. And I want to dive into some of the experiences and lessons from Grant Cardone. Anybody on social media is seeing it in the feed, these live events. Brian, we'll be back to you on the flip side. Thanks again, WMTR, nothing but the truth. At the Bianchi Law Group, our team of former prosecutors and certified criminal trial attorneys specialize in criminal defense and domestic violence cases. When you need a law firm with courage, compassion, and the commitment to fight for you, call the Bianchi Law Group today. And we're back. Nothing but the truth on WMTR with Dave Bruno and Bob Bianchi. We are here with Brian Rand, the unicorn. And we left off talking about Grant Cardone. You have some experience in the Cardone organization with live in-person events and sales there. Tell us about some of the big takeaways that you learned in that position. Massive action. I mean, there, there's nobody that takes more action and activity than Mr. GC himself, right? And so uh, forever grateful for that opportunity again to just be in the same room as Sam, learn from him, everything else we're able to do. Uh, I think the biggest takeaway that I had from working there, you know, most people, we say 10X and all this stuff and it means what it means. But one of the biggest takeaways was what, um, you know, when I first showed up, my goal, I had never made more than a hundred K in a year. And I really wanted that, you know, we're talking about mindset on the show, right? So the mindset was like, I'd want to hit a hundred K, hundred K, hundred K and couldn't, couldn't get there at that point in my life. And one of my managers there, he said, you know, the reason you're not getting there is because your goals are too small. Right. And one of the things Grant says a lot, he says that, um, his biggest regret in life is, you know, setting goals that were too small. And so I think that's can be said for all of us, right? And so they told me, hey, set your goal for a million. He said, wouldn't it be awesome to aim for a million and fall short of 200K, mm -hmm. right? He said, that's why you're not hitting 100. So I, uh, I wrote that down every single morning in my first year there, I made $175,000. And so um, 
you know, and now I've broken into a variety of other financial uh, limits and continue to go past them and past them. And I still write down numbers every day to remind myself of what's possible. And then I hang out with guys like each of you to remind myself what's possible. And the more I communicate with high producers, high income producers, the more I realize that that ceiling of a hundred K seems to be what caps so many people in America. And especially when, when I grew up, where I grew up and uh, you know, I think 10 million is the, the new million, right? Everyone thinks a million can be the safety net. However, you know, you guys know as lawyers, you know, another thing that GC says too, he says 10 million is the new million. Cause he said 10 million, you could survive a lawsuit or two, right? A good lawsuit could cost you a couple million, right? But 10 million, if you want to have true financial security, you should be around that 10 million net worth uh, because then a million net worth just isn't what it used to be, especially with everything else we see. And so you have to really push yourself to believe that's even a reality for you. And, you know, for 34 years of my life, I didn't see that. And thankfully being around that environment, the people I got to meet, everything else completely changed my perspective and, and opened me up to now achieve anything I can believe if I'm willing to write it down and take the right action, massive action. Awesome. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. Um, you know, you have succeeded from where you came from and even in a, in a very bad spot to start event sales agency. I heard you talking about Dale Carnegie and a kind of formula that kind of addresses what you went through literally. And then Grant Cardone with massive action, you kind of put those pieces together and you could just, you were like the top guy. Uh, for these guys, you could have lived in the lap of luxury there and made a paycheck and done really well and made your commissions, but you chose to strike out and have become extremely successful in doing so. Talk, talk to me about what your company does now and how difficult was it for you to leave the comfort of that financial security to have the vision to start this company that's doing so well and tell us what it is that you're doing. Yeah, I appreciate that. And most, I get that, I get that question a lot. Why would, why would you leave? Right. So the reality is, is that, uh, again, forever grateful for what happened there and everything that I learned there. And it was just, it was time for me to spread my wings. And so, um, I've always wanted to be an entrepreneur. I was an entrepreneur before grant. I mean, I've had two W two jobs in my whole life. So it was before grant and now there's really after grant. I also worked for Wells Fargo when I was in college. Uh, Having said all that, I I saw the opportunity, right? I really said, okay, what is it that I love? You know, a friend of mine after, I did not compete, you know, which you guys all know about. So I did a few other things in that time. When I was up, my, a mentor of mine, he said, what's that one thing like you really love? What's that thing that gets you fired up that you can say you're the best in the world at and that you really succeeded at when you're at these other organizations? And I said, you know, by far it's, you know, selling selling in person. And so... He's like, why don't you just go ask anybody on Instagram who, uh, you know, who needs a sales rep? So I literally opened up my Instagram at Beast Rand for those of you listening. And I posted on my wall and I just said, uh, anybody need anyone to sell at their, one of their live events? And, uh, you know, it only took me about 30 days. I had 50 events booked uh, for the year. And so we've done a ton of events. We've done over 5 million in sales in our first six months. And, uh, it's just been absolutely crazy and awesome and such a blessing to be able to work with so many cool companies that offer so many, I mean, for anything from recruiting to coaching to this weekend, I'll be in 
I'll be in uh, Orlando selling a psychology behavioral new like software to high level, you know, Fortune 500 companies. They're representing the company selling that software, that product. Uh, next week, I'll be selling a medical device. Then I go on and I sell coaching and then I go on and sell branding. So literally every weekend I'm in a new city um, and selling a new product for a new organization. And we have 14 full-time staff and we just, we're just having a ton of fun. And the other cool part too is that, you know, it gets to take me all over the world, which I didn't get to do a lot. I get to sell different products. And my favorite thing, and I think the one thing that, separates me maybe from the rest you know some people it's like they all want to know what to say in sales but we all kind of already know what to say however the my favorite part about it is when i show up on an event on a thursday night right i think i met dave at thursday night in my in uh, florida is i have a mission by sunday i have to befriend 250 people in the room and convince each of them that they you know to give me anywhere from five to thirty thousand dollars each it to sell the product, right? So like I walk into a room full of strangers and 72 hours later, we've got a couple million dollars in sales. And that journey, just that, that whole 72 hour window of somehow making best friends with all these people, figuring out what problem they need to solve, right? The same Dale Carnegie model. What's your life like? What do you want it to be like? Does my customer's product solve that problem for you? And uh, which card do you want to put it on? And to get to do that every single weekend with a new group of people, that's like, that's, that's my place. I found my place that I belong and I figured out a way to be compensated for it. So there you go. You know, one thing that I learned from you and let's talk about that. Yeah. Cause down in Miami, um, I was in a room we we're, we we're, it was that elevator night with Fleischman, uh, talking about NFTs and crypto and everything of the like. And uh, one thing that you told me was about how you look around the room and you look at the groups of people and who's, who's getting the attention in the groups. And those are the individuals that you want to talk to. Let's talk about that. Go ahead. So there's, yeah, I appreciate you bringing that up. So there's five people I, I talk to at every event. First one is the speaker, right? No, well, the first one's the event organizer. First of all, you always show up first and you always leave last because the organizer is there first and is always the last one to leave too. So, you know, I always show up last. I'm always the last to leave because the event organizer always walks out and has an extra box of something so you can carry with them. And so then you walked with them to their car, you have a half hour talk in the parking lot. And then all of a sudden it's like, hey, what other events do you have coming up? I could help you carry boxes at, right? And so it's just like, it just naturally builds on itself. So always meet the organizer. Second person is whoever the speaker is. So like, let's say Bob was speaking at an event, right? I would go up to Bob at the event. I would have met David who put the event together. I would have went to Bob, who's the speaker, said, hey, Bob, my name's Brian. What are you talking about today? Talk to him about that topic because if Bob gets on stage and he's talking about mindset, in his brain, the last person he talked to about mindset is me, right? So from stage, you ever heard someone from stage say, you know, I was just talking to so-and-so about such and such. Well, that's how now you've, now the room has seen you with the organizer and the speakers calling you out from stage, saying your name. And then you find the three people, I call them the gabbers, right? They're gabbing, they're the entertainers. So that there's three people in each room that have the most people around them that are entertaining those three groups. And if you can connect with those five people, the organizer, the speaker, the three entertainers, the three gabbers, and the real trick is introduce them to each other. 
they most likely all five already know each other. But if you connect them, right? If I'm walking by and be like, David, do you know Bob? Like, I think you guys could do business together. And then you leave, right? You just do a quick connection and then you leave. You're the last thing. You're the first thing they're going to talk about. Man, that guy's everywhere. He's just connected everyone. And now you've connected with the top five people of authority in a room. Uh, everybody has seen you with the authority, which automatically gives you authority. And people start asking you about the event because they just think you're a part of it. Uh, and you could literally have walked in and not known any of those people. And now that gives you a place of authority to start networking in the room, get connected to other people, and people will start introducing you to people. And that's a really fast way to, you know, to figure out how to level yourself up in a room of 100, 200 people, get that respect, and ultimately turn that into business. Yeah, we're running out of time, unfortunately. Bob, I'm going to throw the next question to you. But Brian, what I'd like to do, I have a follow-up question on leads that I want to ask in a bonus segment. All right, so it's going to be off the, it's not going to be on the radio show, but we're going to put this somewhere online in social media. I'm going to throw it to Bob. Bob, you got about a minute and a half, two minutes. And then Brian and I, for all of everybody listening on the radio, we're going to do something bonus on sales follow up that I think is probably the most valuable skill to know in sales. Bob? This section. Yes, yes. Brian, I want to go drill a little bit more to your business. So I'm a law firm or there's a doctor's office or whatever. I come to you. I say, Brian, I need your help. Uh, what are you doing for them? Are you, are you planning an event for them and, and getting? Most likely. I, pers personally, I think for service-based businesses, I think trade shows are some of the most underutilized opportunities for, uh, for people are, to utilize there. So there's a few different ways I could, we can work with them. One, if they have a full pipeline, they have a way to go out and get new business. Uh, I can provide closers to come on basically like an outsource closing, right? Sales mercenaries. Second, I'm not an event planner so much. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't say, Hey, let's throw an event for your law firm. Uh, however, what I would do is I would say, let's find a local trade show and let's figure out what could be a good place to put your brand where there's not going to be any competitions. No one would expect you to be there. And you create a really engaging experience from your booth to the audience and then that's when you put super energetic, outgoing people at that booth to really engage with people and start to become, uh, build relationships that way. And then uh, lastly is if you have a great marketing team, like, you know, what David and Bob have been able to do and you guys have too many leads as a, a law firm, a, you know, a doctor's office, dentist's office is provide you with a team of closers that will actually come in and either set appointments and close deals on your behalf. Um, but primarily, I think trade shows are an answer that most people aren't leveraging or other events to get out to get their brand out there and not see it as a lead gen, but actually get business done at a trade show. Brian, how does our audience find you? Eventsalesagency.com uh, or follow me on Instagram at BC Rand. That's B is in boy, C is in Charles, R is in Robert, A-N-D. At BC Rand, give me a follow. Shoot me a message. Let me know where you came from so I can thank David and Bob for connecting us. And I want to caution everybody. Brian, I, I have never seen somebody that has so many fake accounts after them stealing your pictures and trying to make other profiles. Literally, every time I see it, I'm sending Brian a DM saying, is this you? Is this you? And literally, people are trying to replicate the unicorn. 
Brian Rand, the unicorn. Uh, we appreciate your time here on WMTR, Nothing But The Truth. Uh, for all of our episodes, nothingbutthetruthpodcast.com is the one-stop shop. You could listen on Saturdays, download uh, the episodes, you could watch them, and then also subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and Spotify. Thank you for listening. For everybody that has social media, we are going to be posting bonus episode here with Brian Rand, the unicorn. Once again, Mr. Unicorn. Thank you for your time, and thank you for your truth. Again, I really appreciate you guys' time today. It, uh, it was cool to get on here. Appreciate you breaking that podcast, Sherry, for me. And now uh, it's time to go change the world, so let's do it. All right, Brian. Thanks, buddy. At Bianchi Law Group, they will guide you through their free consultation, laying down the foundation for your criminal defense with the right legal advice and team. Robert A. Bianchi Esquire and David J. Bruno Esquire are New Jersey Supreme Court certified criminal trial attorneys of Bianchi Law Group, LLC, handling criminal defense, domestic violence, and municipal court cases with a team of former prosecutors who fight the government when they charge their clients with crimes. 8 Campus Drive, Suite 105, Parsippany, New Jersey, 07054-862-210-8570. The Bianchi Law Group, LLC, has prepared this concern for general information purposes. Nothing herein is intended to create an attorney-client relationship and shall not be construed as legal advice. The preceding program was paid for by Bianchi Law Group, LLC. The views and opinions expressed in this program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of WMTR. As always, it is advisable to consult a professional before making a major decision.